Welcome to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guests are the wonderful Esther Schifrin and our beautiful pink lady. What's so special about these ladies? They're in their 80s. 80s, you say? Oh, well, aren't they meant to be in wheelchairs and uh, walkers and kind of at the end of their life and kind of, I've had my heyday? No, they're living their heyday now. Each one of them are just every single day doing something that is exuberant. They know how to live exuberantly. They are a wonderful testimony of how to live life every single day, no matter what your age is. Um, our beautiful pink lady has this wonderful book of get up, get out, and get a life. Fantastic. I'm going to read an excerpt from that in a moment. Esther has been doing a poem every single day of COVID around the topics, what's going on in the day. And each one of those rhymes is just so on point. She's also an author. Uh, you could see her book behind there, Hiding in Caves. And she's also an artist. She's also a musician. These are not ladies that sit still knitting in the rocking chair, waiting for life to pass them by. They're out there living it. And a true example to all of us is that it's not over until it's over, as Pink Lady says, right? So I'm going to read a little excerpt. And I do want you to go back to listen to the shows I've done with them before. Um, a beautiful Pink Lady we did a show not only on the book, but also on this wonderful program that she started for veteran performers. And people that are kind of, well, you're too old to be on the stage now. No, she created a stage for all the people that still have an abundance to give. And it's been highly successful. Um, but there's an, you have to read her book. It's fascinating. She has chutzpah. She, she doesn't wait for things to come to her. She goes out and gets them, which is fantastic. But there's one particular piece in here that I think is really, really great and um, to doing to them. Um, you don't stop laughing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop laughing. Life is a wonderful experience and a blueprint ready to go. You can use every single second to your advantage. You should be grateful just to be here now with the ability to grow older with our friends and family, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Part of getting up and getting out is learning to live again by opening new doors, finding exciting adventures, beautiful relationships. I believe the best investment you can ever make in your whole life is investing in yourself at this time in your life. Absolutely true. Get up, get out, get a life. Absolutely true. But I'm now going to go, um, if I can, well, what's going on here with my computer? No, no, I want you to exit full screen. Thank you. Lovely technology, isn't it? I am going to read a little bit here um, of a poem that Esther has written. And it's a wonderful poem. It's uh, A Life in the Day of Esther. 
Uh, no one is coming over, so I'm not dusting much. Can almost write my name, uh, name on every surface that I touch. I live between two freeways, sometimes have to sneeze. The fault of dust bought in every wayward breeze. My time is mostly hijacked by computer, iPad, phone. Results of spending too much time at home and all alone. And sometimes I feel wonderful, but sometimes I do not. And then I readjust to count the blessings that I've got. I have friends with difficulties so much beyond repair. It balances my thinking and reduces my despair. Think of all those seniors who live on high up on floors with long and darkened passages leading to their doors. I'm lucky that my building, although convent-like, is small and when my neighbors walk or swim, I can see them all. The antidote for me has been, and maybe you, I'm certain creative ways of staying in touch till COVID's final curtain. It's every day she's brought out this fabulous poem, you know, of, of what's going on in life. And she's got stacks of them stored up and she's going to do a book. She has to put a book out of all of these wonderful poems. The point is, these ladies are not sitting back twiddling their thumbs. They're out there living every day exuberantly, despite any obstacles that they may actually have in life. They just look at them and go, okay, all right, roll up the sleeves. What have I got a face? And, and how can I make lemonade out of this? So let's dive into their wonderful exuberance, tap into their fabulous energy, fill up our own tanks, and get a life ourselves. Welcome to the show, Esther and Pink Lady. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nesta, my darling, um, I've had you on twice now, and uh, you know not only about the the book of caves with your book behind you, but also about the poetry that you've written during COVID, navigating through it. And you know, I know with your performances right now, um, Pink, that you know you're not getting out there and doing as much. You have you started was it two years ago your own TV show? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, that, and that has been phenomenal. It's called as you would imagine, it's called Pink Lady Presents, a variety show. And at this time, 90% of the show, it's intergenerational, but 90% are people over the age of 60, who are singers, who are civic leaders, who are veterans, who bring a light, I call it, bringing a life well lived. And you talk about, you know, Esther and I, who are in our 80s, um, to begin with, you all know Kermit the Frog. I'm sure you know Kermit the Frog. Mm -hmm. Well, Kermit the Frog said, it ain't easy being green. <laughs> and I say, it is easy being pink. Because to begin with, we need to know who we are. Yeah. I know who I am. I'm a creative, enthusiastic, uh, energetic, uh, definitely vital woman of 88 years young, entering my 89th year, the best time of my life. Exactly. And, and I, your show, I've been in your show, Pink. I, I was in your show. Yeah. And um, had, it was just absolutely unbelievable. So something very interesting happened the other day. People have been following my poems like nobody's business. And someone said to me, you've got to do a, sh a, a stage show with this. Mm. I said, you mean like Hamilton? So <laughs> she said, yes. Yeah, I said, actually, I've written lots of stage shows and they were performed in South Africa. It never occurred to me to do one now. And I'm thinking, Pink, 
you're the most ideal person to put this on. I would that sounds good to me. Let's yeah. talk. Yeah. Done, yeah. signed, sealed, just waiting for the delivery. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I think the secret, Sarah, to all of this with, with Esther and, and myself, I honestly think it's it's an attitude. We need yeah, like it, it's all about how you feel about life and what you can do. There is, I tell people the first thing. Everyone asks me, uh, Sarah, what do I do the first thing in the morning? And I say to them, I get up, I look out into my yard, my beautiful roses, pink roses, and I say to the universe, thank you. Thank you for giving me another day to help others see life through rose-colored glasses. Because that's what Esther and I do. Mm -hmm. Her with her poems, with her music and everything. I mean, she is phenomenal. Yes. Myself with my shows, with uh, my seminars, get up, get out and get a life. It's all about loving who you are. Yeah. If you don't start with that, you're never going to take another step. Right. It's all interesting. I'm more busy now than I ever was. Some people get up, look out and get back under the covers again and go back. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I've never been this busy. I'm like jammed up. I've got three things all coming up at the same time. Yesterday, that was the case. Today, um, it'll be the same thing. And yesterday, I was so torn because the one was this guy who wrote the book, The Last Kings of China, of Shanghai. And um, he was being interviewed. So, and it's a worldwide thing, this thing. So people from all over the world, Australia, they're getting up at three and four o'clock in the morning to be Zooming. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Actually. Well, when, someone says, when someone says, I talked to a lady the other day about in her 70s, young, and she, she said, oh, I don't know. I said, what are you doing today? Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll read or I, I don't know. Maybe I'll bake a cake. And I said to her, excuse me, you're a talented, she's a, 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 an actress. I said, you're a talented actor. I said, why wouldn't you get on? learn some monologues, get on out here on the Zoom or the Skype and do so. In other words, get up, get out and get a life. Yeah, yeah. So you can learn a language. I want to learn Spanish, but I just can't find time to do it at the moment. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's the thing with COVID. Everybody, you know, has been talking about how boring it is, you know, and I say it's, it's, it's a gift. It's a pause yeah. in your life. Yeah, it's it a pause of time to, to, re, to reflect on your life, to yeah. really review. Are you where you want to be? Are you living your passion? Are you living your conviction? Are you really living? Right. right? It, it's, and, like, it's like live your best life now, today, as if it's a present. Yes, the gift of the present is in the now. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And and so many people are living life by numbers, I, I call it, or expectation. Society, <laughs> religion, school is all dictated now. You will do this and at this age you will do that. Right. And then you right. will do this. And everybody's robotically going about doing fulfilling that and going, Why do I feel empty? Why do I feel disconnected? Because they're mm -hmm. not being true to what their real gift is. They're not looking in. Right. And discovering what's in there, that beautiful essence of what they are, they're looking externally for it all. And it isn't an external job, is it, ladies? No, because you know what? There is no what I call age cap on mm -hmm. fabulous. You can be, uh, this is funny, you can be as sexy as you want. You can be as scintillating as you want. You just have to choose 
to love who you are. People just don't let it out. Let, let it, it out. out. Exactly. Yes. I mean, no apology. Has taken her essence and put it in a poem. She yes. puts it in her music. And her, I put it on the on the show, yes. bringing people in who still are vital and productive. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I know that with Esther, you know, the one thing with our first show is that, you know, you had been a prisoner of war as a child and then you went to Jerusalem and in in many ways still trapped. And then you married a South African and you ended up in a very rural place. And in an awful lot of ways, it took you a long time to get out of the prison mentality. Right. (laughs) Right. And then and then let your artistic self be free. Right. Absolutely right. And uh, recently someone's been begging me, a writer who uh, Pink knows as well, who is a best-selling author and has written two more books now and they'll be published soon. Lionel. Lionel. And he's been begging me to write another book. Mm -hmm. He keeps saying you have to write another book. you know, it's it's a huge dedication to write a book. Yes, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> I'm still trying to write mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's a matter of, of uh, I don't know whether, you, as, as Sarah, you're in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, Esther's going to know the, there was a actress in the 20s and 30s. Uh, her name was Mae West. Oh, I remember me. And she was way Come before up and her see time. me sometimes. Way, yeah, way <laughs> yes. and, you know, I think she died at ninety-two, and she was still as sexy as yes. anything. Yes, yes. And, and she and she once said, "You only live once, but if you do it once, if you do it the right way, once is enough." Yes. Simple. I think it's also to realize there's so many chapters. Like you've written one book and somebody wants another book from you, another chapter from you, more chapters. If we look at our lives in the stages, in chapters of our lives, just because that chapter's over doesn't mean we're over. It just means there's a new chapter of exploration to begin. He runs fiction and I'm stalling because I'm a nonfiction writer and nonfiction is stranger than fiction most of the time. Oh gosh, take this year 2020. If anybody wrote this script, nobody would have believed it. (laughs) I was was 26, 25, 26, when I lost my first husband with three children Mm -hmm. under eight years old. So I had to, at that time, get up, mm-hmm. get out, and get myself a life. And, then, and another husband. I love the story husband. of how you oh, got yeah. your another oh, husband. Yeah. And, and, and tennis, then, anyone? <laughs> and I don't play tennis. That was the greatest part. I know. <laughs> That's catching, the hotspot. Catching a man right at the tennis court. And then when I lost my second husband, I was 70. So then I now, a little harder had to get up again, mm-hmm. get out, and find a life. Yeah. Because at 70, I knew it's not over. Right. Um, before he passed away, Walter once said to me in a, in a mood, we were talking, he said, Pink, life is for the living. Mm-hmm. And when I go, I want you to live it. Mm-hmm. And he knew that life does not stop at a certain age. No. Because you must go on with your life. You As have you to. say, it ain't over until no, you it ain't see over it's over. Till <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's, <clears throat> 
Someone, one, my, one of my bosses, when I was in the real estate business, said to me, a rolling stone gathers no moss. And she said that because I was leaving South Africa at the height of a career where I was like really one of the leaders in the whole country. And she said, don't, why are you leaving? A rolling stone gathers no moss. Well, in a funny kind of way, I did not gather moss, but then I didn't want moss. Right. So <laughs> right. I rolled into Canada and I stayed there five years and <clears throat> had a new career in Canada because I was employed by the Board of Education to teach art and history of music. Great. And then I rolled again into Los Angeles because my kids were here. And so there's no moss on me. Right. But now gather whatever she thought was the kind of moss you need to gather. Right. All the moss that I've gathered has been actually fine. But, you know, I always heard this saying, he travels fastest who travels alone. And in mm -hmm. my case, it probably was correct because I did travel faster. I'm able to talk to people so easily alone because there's no one there to say, come on, it's time to yeah. go. You yes. know that stuff. Oh, yes. Right. I so relate yeah. to that. And you're, you're a, a mama is a rolling stone. Get up the power. And, you know, who needs the moss? And, and you know, Jackie, you've always, um, or Pinky, you've always been, you know, blessed by having loved ones around you you know um with your exuberance you know it's probably you're fighting them off never mind anything else but esther you know i think you and i are both in many many ways kind of loners it doesn't mean we're lonely right. but right. you know it's a path that we're meant to kind of pave for others to follow in their droves right so it's sometimes <laughs> there's a benefit to that and sometimes you know you do wish you had someone there I'm coughing. There's a very big explanation for that. And the other day I sent all the links to my sister. You and I are third culture kids. We have lived in, if there is actually a terminology and plenty of literature on the subject. We've lived in too many different countries to right. just be easily absorbed into it and accept anything that comes our way. We're third culture kids. It's really hard in a way to kind of adapt every time but we did it yes but we don't really root down into the earth i think that our branches expand more into the universe and we take the universe with us wherever we go so we're always uprooting i'm still uprooting you know i mean i always crave you know having a nice little home and a nice security and now got a grandkid coming so a grand you know space for the grandkid and i know that that's a wonderful wish and desire i don't know if it will ever come to me because i move every two or three years I you know, know, it's, it's, I'd love to have roots, but you know, my roots are always going, no, 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 we're going somewhere else. <laughs> I know another thing, Sarah, that I'd, I really would like to, to discuss also with everybody while we're talking about being who we are at an age mm -hmm. is, and, and I know it, it's a, it's a kind of touchy subject with people. And I don't know why. I, I think it's because of the, of the way older people years ago were, were, were thinking is senior sexuality, yeah. relationships. And we, need just, we need your beautiful picture. There you, there you go. Yeah, um, is senior sexuality. Because it is alive. It is well, anytime, anywhere, at any age. And people just don't get that 
in, in certain things. That's one it's of the yucky at that age, is it? Ooh, grandma still has sex. Yeah, and you, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I tell them. I got a story. I got one story. This is funny. After Walter had passed away, and a year went by, I thought it was time to start to get out there. And someone fixed me up, which is the worst thing because it was a cousin. And uh, I called my son after the first date that I've had in 40 years. And I said, Michael, I said, I went out and mom, just stop. Yes. TMI. Yeah. What? What, what is that? Well, too much information. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I stopped. And then about two, three weeks passed and my son called me. He said, mom, um, Harumi and I called you on Saturday night about 10 to tell you about a good show. And there was no answer. No. Well, mom, we, we called you at two in the morning. Because <laughs> we were worried and, and there was no answer. And I went, TMI. <laughs> My point is that the biggest thing for people is that other when they have to get up and get out when they lose someone or divorce, death or whatever, is the first step. You have to become who you are and not worry what the kids are going to say or do. Oh, but being, being, being through that one, believe yeah. me, being through that one. Yeah. Um, apparently I have very bad taste in men. I choose badly, definitely. I think that I choose dead ends because they, you know, I know that it will lead to nothing. I go right mm. to the edge of the diving board and then I don't dive. Right. <laughs> Well, and, you know, and I in the past have always seemed to have gathered someone having a lot to do with my, you know, my counseling background of someone who needs fixing. Well, right. you know, no more. You better come fixed <laughs> because I'm not doing that anymore. Give oh, me, I, give me somebody who's got some hotspur and exuberance, right? I told, I told, I have a granddaughter, my the oldest grandchild. She's 36, and she has my nine-year-old great-granddaughter now. Anyway, we were talking about dating and stuff like that because she's just got a new partner in, in life. And she said, you know, Pink Grandma, um, you know, you, you, you're dating and stuff. And, and, and I said, stop. I said, sweetheart, remember one thing, what Mae West once said, and that goes for me. When I'm good, I'm very good. <laughs> when I'm bad, I'm even better. <laughs> <laughs> I said, so remember that all your life. Your grandma's yes. even better being bad. Yes, exactly. You know, and, and isn't this, I mean, you know, when we look at some actresses today, you know, it used to be um, 30, your career was over. Oh, yeah. God, oh, yeah. they oh, yeah. reach 40, you're off the screen. Nobody wanted to see a 40-year-old yeah. woman. 40-year-old right. man with the gray hair and the pot belly, fine, or the lines. He had character. A woman, right. she's an old hag, right? right. But now you look at the Helen, Helen Murens, the Maggie yeah. Smiths, the Judy Dentists. Right. Uh, you oh, know, well, these, nice. and, 93. Yeah, and, and um, Betty White. Yes. You know, I mean, ninety-seven. She'll be ninety-seven. She, I mean, but these are people that are getting up and they're getting life and they're still living it and they're even aging gracefully. Esther, yeah. I was teaching yoga until the age of ninety-five. After my father passed away and she was like in her ninety-year range, right. there was I with binoculars waiting on the fourth floor of a building oh. near where we lived that used to watch for my mother to come out. Oh. So 
watch her passing because he wanted to have a relationship. And she used to have such a giggle about it. She was still looking for someone in her nine. So you know what? Uh, there was no age limit. She just kept young, till, kept going till she passed away at 98. And I think that that's the whole secret. You've got to just keep on and don't listen to what your kids say if it's the wrong thing for yes. you. But I mean, if, if we've got to understand our kids will always see us as mama. Right. And they, you need, know, they don't really see us right, as a person. Right. right. And God forbid they should see us as a sex object. You know, it's it's your mama, and that's the way they want you. That's the category they want you to be in, and anything else is just too much for them. My kids would love me to have someone. They keep telling me they want me to go online and check yeah. it out. They're all all of them have done that all the time for the last few years. Well, so, I, I've been blessed with. After my first, my second husband passed away, I met a very charming man who was eight years younger, Sarah, eight years mm -hmm. younger. And that lasted for nine years. And then I met Chaplain Doug uh, in one of my shows because I was giving seats to veterans every Friday night, a whole row of seats, 15 seats at my show, The Beat Goes On. And when I met him about two months after, my other partner passed away. So Doug and I got together about six, eight months after that. My, my point is the question about living about getting together with someone, if you want, yes, yes sir. It's not something you have to do. Right. It's what you feel that you want to do. Forget the kids. Yes. I tell people, uh, you know, the question is not whether we'll, we'll die, but how we live. Yes. How we live. Death yes. is inevitable. Yeah. Nobody can escape it. It is no. the end of that particular book, all right? I mean, our spirit and our essence of ourselves continues on way beyond this physical uh, thing dying. But yeah. I think the, 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 the vibrant energy that you leave behind yes. continues to be that inspiration for other people, right? It's, I, I mean, I we all need love, right? Yeah. We have children love, grandchildren love, we have friendship love. But if we choose and we want partner love in different ways, maybe it's just companionship. Maybe it's the whole package. Well, well, you, but, say, you know, it's, it's that love is something right. that we share. And when it comes together, you know. And, and the, the one question they say to me is, oh, I, I, I don't want sex, S-E-X, sex. I said, you don't have to have sex. Right. Love is, love is a relationship. It's yes. someone holding your hand. It's someone covering your back. I mean, it's, it's, it's someone that, that is with you, that, that, that helps you do what you want to do. It's not the act. It's yeah. the romance. It's yeah. the love. It's the yeah. feeling. And of, companionship, of right? You know, it's, that's, I think that's important. Actually, there's, there's somebody that you should interview, Pink. And, and this is um, a woman that I interviewed a while ago. And uh, she really hadn't had any relationships between 60 and 70. And she went to her doctor and said, look, my libido is completely gone. And he said, well, it's your medication. We're going to reduce that. And she said, well, how do I get it back? And he said, watch porn. So she watched porn, trying to get her libido back, and then kind of put herself out there and then had a wonderful sexual life in her 70s and wrote a book about it. She's absolutely wonderful. You would love her. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing is that what do we want? And why do we want it? Right. right. That's the question we need to ask ourselves. If we're content in our own space, and that's enough with us. That's great. If we still want a relationship uh, with with someone, that is also great. But know what you want for you. For you. Right? That's the important thing. Esther is the epitome 
of, of what I say of a person of an age doing something for themselves and also for the world. Oh, God, yes. We enjoy her book. Uh, enjoy, I will. I, when she plays on my show and stuff, I, we enjoy that. So she, I say also, make sure that you're giving, giving at this age something to somebody else. Right. Yeah. Right. I think in a funny kind of way, I'm an activist. I never realized I was yeah. this thing, yeah. you know, yeah. because what I'm writing is at activism. And the one the poem that I wrote yesterday was about the White House that is devoid of any beauty, <laughs> nothing. There's yeah. no music. There's no, um, he never brought back any concerts. Right. You never see the child. You never see a dog on the lawn. Yeah. You never oh, no, the rose garden's being dug up. Yes, there's nothing there. Read today, yesterday's poem. I think you'll like yeah. it. I'm saying to myself, gosh, that is a house, no smiles, no nothing. And uh, empty. empty of empathy. I'm pure, utter, narcissistic poster child. <laughs> and both that there would have to be an exorcism to clean up uh. what is left in, as a vibration in that house. Stacks of sage. <laughs> stacks of sage absolutely but you know the reason why you know he had to have that house and, and while everything is going on including COVID because it is a time for us as a human race to pause the path that we've been going down has been extremely disruptive to planet to all life forms and most certainly to ourselves and we've seen the results of it and it's disaster. Mama Earth is totally pissed off with us. And uh, we are we are raping, pillaging the Earth's resources way beyond what it can produce. We've become complacent, entitled, nonchalant, ungrateful, um, spoiled brats. And you know, this was a shakeup. This is what we we needed to see that as a poster child. And to go, oh, how disgraceful. And then go, oops, hang on. Have I been living like that? Right? Reflection. You know, you could not have written this story of what's been happening in the last no. four But a lot of it has been happening in many years. It's all underwater. It's only yep. the tip of the iceberg now that we are seeing. Yes. Well, no, we'd be, be grateful he's a tweeter because we know what's going on. <laughs> you know, I, I, I read something once. Um, that life is a journey. Mm. What do you do? You grab hold of it. You open up your heart and your mind to it. And you live it. And you love it. Yes. Before you leave it. See, yes. people don't realize we're on a journey, but you're going to leave it. Because that's inevitable. And what, it's, what do I say to people? I have shows, live shows, musicals. We have dress rehearsals. There is no dress rehearsal in our life. So we better make it as good as we can the first time. You know, each one of you have gone through um, most certainly some mountains to climb and some deep valleys that you've had to go through. You know what adversity is. You know what challenge is. You've been in those dark corners. We have, you know, how do I get out? Where do I turn around? Which door do I open? You know, we're not saying you guys' lives have been rosy. You know, back in the old day, you don't know anything of what we're suffering today. Oh boy, do you guys know about suffering? Uh, but it's 
you would dealt the lemons, but you decided to make lemonade and add a touch of honey to it, right? Actually, or bourbon. So it's, <laughs> and, and make it into something else. And I think that's probably kind of somehow in a lot of ways, the difference between maybe some of the youth today or people today to your generation is that you through your lives have had the hard knocks and it's like, you've got back up, you've dusted yourself off and go, okay, what next? Where do I go now? As opposed to people going, wine, 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 you know, and getting into the pity party. So there's a lot to be learned from your generation. Well, what we tell people is <clears throat> not easy. And I understand that when you're, say, in your 60s, 70s, and you lose somebody yeah. or you get a divorce and you're alone after being, say, together 40 years, 50 years, whatever. That's hard. I get it. I really do. But I tell them. You have to take one step at a time. Well, like someone said, well, I mean, look at you. I mean, look at you. I said, you can look at me to a point, but then you have to look at yourself. Mm -hmm. And I took, which you don't know out there, I took one step at a time. I lit many pink candles in my <laughs> life to go on and take another step to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into a pageant and win Miss Senior L.A. County. I mean, it took hopes for to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what I say to people is you can do it. You don't have to do it today or tomorrow. One step at a time. The willingness, the willingness to do it. Right, Esther? You know, the other day I had to fill in some important forms. And I was struggling with it. And, and then I said to myself, what's the matter with you? You filled in form to emigrate to, to yes. three countries and you got it through. So just do this. Just do it. Talk to yourself as you can do it. Exactly. I, I have a thing. It's, it's, it's um, in, in my new chapter in, in my, when I'm, I'm rewriting the book. And it says, what do you do? And I said, what do I look for at this stage of my life? I look for, for things that are old not older. Yes. In other words, I, I, I take those things and I disrupt them. I throw them away. Any sign of an age, I say, wait a minute now, just like Esther did with that. Or sometimes I get frustrated with the computer. I say, yeah. stop, <laughs> stop pink and just think about it. You'll get it. And that's what you do. It's, it's, it's calming down, down, right? Part of lemonade. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. You're yes. right. You're right. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, um, I know from, from the eight years I've been doing these shows, the common denominator for everyone who is living their exuberant life now, living in their meaningful purpose, being of service to humanity, are yes. people that have had maybe the cosmic two by four or most certainly the redirect. And they have had to be willing to go through the process, discover their strength, discover yes. their courage, discover yes. their abilities, discover the passion and the conviction they've got to find that meaningful purpose and put it into action. And you all, we all have to go through something to, to make that discovery, don't we? And the same humor. Yes. Carried me through everything. Yeah. There's so much that you can see there that you can laugh at actually when you think about it. And you know, every time you think that it's it's something has ended, a new door opens and somebody else walks in oh. and thing occurs. Yeah. It's just what you have to have always is that positive attitude. Yeah. You know, 
Well, I cannot say it. I cannot say it enough. And and the other thing is, I mean, you read it in the book. Everyone has an attitude. Yes. Everybody. I have an attitude. I happen to be out there attitude. Esther is out there. But there are people that have attitudes that are a little quieter, and that's okay. But you cannot let anyone, anyone on your parade. Right. You have to feel that way. You that's just, important. That is so important. That's so important. And I don't even know how we've kept our humor through all the things that have gone on recently. Yes. It's wonderful that we're able to see the humorous side of it. And so many people are showing so much talent in that area now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, it's either laughing at it or laughing they're coming to take me away haha you know the only thing you can do is laugh at it or you're going to go crazy you know it's been, it's been, let's see march april may june july august september october it's been it's eight months, months. Eight months. Yeah. you can only clean your closet so <laughs> yes you can only clean out your drawers so many times <laughs> yes. so you've got to do and find something this worthwhile. Right. There's so many things that they can volunteer even on the, on, on, the, uh, on the computer. Yes. I think I must have, eight months I've been writing poems. I've written like 240 poems, wow. if you think. Just taking it at eight thirties, right? But but it's not only the fact that you've written them. Sometimes you could, you know, people doing that, you could see a repetitive, repetitive. No, you're taking what's going on. You're you're addressing the current moment, and you're it's how you feel and what you say. I mean, your political ones are right on, <laughs> right on, and and you're you're reflecting how people are feeling. But as as a comedian, we'll do it with a funny skit, so we laugh at it and don't tear our hair out. Right. You're doing it in a rhyme do you know so it's easier to take i think there's theater right there with just the poems if you get people on stage each one to read one of the poems right right you have reading there but even but but esther what, what we can do is we'll talk about it we yes. can do a zoom thing yes and you can read a poem. I can read a poem. Someone else can read a poem. I mean, that would be a lot I of fun. I love it. I yep. love it. Yep. I mean, this is a new idea from yesterday, suddenly. Good. Yeah. You know. And you put it together as a, as a nice movie package, and then you, you can sell it off at 99 cents and donate it to a charity. <laughs> right? I tell people, I tell people, it's not the breaths we take in life that count, but what we do, Esther, with the breaths we take. Yes. So, and you know, um, the book is about to be, I've, I have someone already, a very dear friend, Tina Glasner, who is an editor and she's, she's working on it with me. Yeah. And they wrote a book. My stumbling block at the moment, because I've edited most of it, is how to get pictures in there and good ones and some of my paintings, which will oh. fit very well as well. Then you hand that over to someone who knows how to do it, because like, they'll just do it, do, 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 and you may lose your hair doing it. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh, I love your idea of a Zoom with yeah. all, you know, like different people and each yes. one a collage of, of poems. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you, because you've done so many of them, you can actually do so many in each Zoom, even bringing on different people and having different chapters of it. All right. I mean, the, and, and then that you can sell that up on YouTube. All right. It's like flash dances that you see the flash. Uh, you know, these flash uh, groups that come into yeah. Yeah. 
and all of a sudden they're all entering in there. Well, this could be almost the same kind of idea. Absolutely. Where one, another poem and then another poem and, you know, and they're all so pertinent to what's happened. It's people will want... Call me and let's talk about it. Yeah. But, but that's the thing is that you know you're, you're 83 and you're 88 and you're already planning the next venture oh yeah well, right? and that, that's the thing is it's life is about possibilities the no, moment I, you stop having ideas well, and what's possible what can we do you know I, you start dying inside I, I bought i buy every year you know that the book that you have to write your whole year in yes i buy i bought 2021 in june and someone said what are you doing? I go, what do you mean what I'm doing? I'm letting God know that I'm here for another year. <laughs> yes. I, you may fill my calendar. I'll be around to do it. I already have May 15th. We're doing for 4,000 veterans. I'm doing the show. And then there's going to be other things for the veterans on um, uh, May 15th. And Chaplain Dove is a veteran, an Air Force veteran. Uh, and a chaplain for 58 years now, going on 59. There'll be 4,000 uh, of our soldiers, our military, and their Wonderful. families at this event watching the show. So I'm already into May doing Exactly. That. That's the point, though. Um, by the way, I want to interview him, okay, oh, um, for my veteran series, most certainly. But you know, that's the point. Though. The moment that you stop looking forward to something, the moment that you stop letting your creative juices, you know, die, the whole thing is we don't know what's going to be there tomorrow, but no. how about we seed it? How about we water something? And then let's see how it grows. It's what gets you up in the morning. That yeah. excitement of what is possible. There the you moment go. you stop living in that, you are beginning to die, right? Yeah. I've been as busy. I don't come. I mean, I thought you know everybody with COVID. Oh, it's boring and this, that, etc. Um, I thought, oh, I'm going to be able to write my book during this time period. I ended up being so busy, so well, busy okay. that it was like hard to breathe. You know? <laughs> I'm just going to introduce him. Come here. Just say hello to everybody. This is, this is my man, Chaplain Dove. Hello, Chaplain. Good morning. Good Very morning. Nice you are. <laughs> we, we've heard all about you, and I want to interview you, just letting the world know, all right? Sure, anytime, we're happy to do it. And the, tell no, the, the biggest thing that we're doing is called, mm -hmm. uh, Sarah, food. Uh, Kevin Dobson was a famous actor mm -hmm. and a veteran and a great aficionado of helping people. He died about three weeks ago. Great friend, great actor, great uh, activist. And we, we got named a program that Dove is in called Kevin Dobson Food to Life. Mm -hmm. Free, 21 meals a week to people who need it. Brilliant. And That's so it. many need it right now. You now. know, we, we can't underplay at the present moment the people oh. that have been left behind. You know, don't, they worry about, will they have a roof over their head? Will they be able to be, uh, buy food? We're not just looking at, you know, people with children, but how many seniors now have not been oh. able to go to the places that normally they can camaraderie around? You know, the stores. I mean, it, yeah. this is a blessing. A yeah. Blessing. Um, and, you know, you did a poem about that, about, you know, venturing out. You know, you hadn't been out for a long time and it's like navigating through the jungle, <laughs> the COVID jungle there. 
and it's like we do and there's so many seniors out there you know I have a series coming up called the forgotten children a book just book and you know we've got the forgotten seniors and so you know we're, we're in a western society that does not honor people of age and my sister is 79 and she's saying in England the youth have just been so disrespectful to, really? to people of age uh, that you know you can die of COVID that's okay one less person in the world more for me you know and that's the attitude that's going on whereas mm -hmm. other cultures revere people of age you are the wise ones you have paved the way for them and the respect that they have for you in gratitude is totally different oh. so we do need to step up and look after our seniors and give them uh, you know let them know they still count there's still well, so much more to give why not take our experiences yeah in life and use them why not get why not gain some information from us. Yes. Why, why, why I mean, I can see in the next 20 years, 25 years, I really can. Because one in, by 19, by 2035, one in five will be over 60. I mean, that's like, are you kidding me? We've never had ever in the history of time so many people, uh, seniors in the so world. We need to take advantage <laughs> yeah. of that to show people that we can still work, still survive, still give something to the universe. Do not froze out with the garbage. <laughs> about the seniors, honoring the seniors who are watching this farce. The thing that rhymes with farce is us, but I don't think they are right. <laughs> <laughs> we have enough people doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got to find another word that'll rhyme with whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's really interesting. Because the seniors are watching this and they've seen everything. Yes. They've seen what's happened over the wartime and all of that. And they're saying to themselves, oh, my God, when are these people going to learn anything at all? Right. What is, you know, it's, yeah, this is I serious. mean, it's, it's valuable information. You know, just yes. sit down with, with a senior and ask them about their life. You know, um, um, I, I call all of my shows the Orchard of Wisdom ready for clicking. And yeah. each show is, you know, an hour plus of incredible wisdom, knowledge that you can apply that will inspire you, that will uplift you. It's, it's golden. That kind of information is so much more enriching than, than, than right. most of the stuff you're going to see out there. Spend the time, ask the questions, learn from those that have gone people, before. I, here's, my, here's my thing. I tell people, we all have a story to tell. Yeah. Every one of us, you have a story, Sarah, Esther has a story, we all have a story to tell. It's not how we tell that story. It's how we live that story mm -hmm. every, yeah. every day, every week. And that's what's important. I say it's life. Live it, love it, or lose it. Before yeah, you if, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? It. You know, and don't give me your butts. Your butt no. is to sit on, right? Yeah. It's, it's your how. You know, if it's like, okay, all right, how? Be in, inquiring, ask questions, go online as, the, as we're, we're more to doing nowadays and look to what's out there. If you can't physically go out into the neighborhood at the present moment, there's plenty of stuff going on online. Don't sit on your, on your butt and go, yes, but I, I can't do that anymore. Well, what can you do? Pivot to something else. I, it, it's like 
uh, someone once asked me, well, how do you feel about, you know, dying? You know, I mean, at 88, going in, entering my 89th year. And I said, whatever it is, whenever time it is, I'm not thinking of it. I'm living now, like I said, it's the present. But when I do, I'm going to go out rollerblading. I never roll up. I'm going to go out rollerblading. <laughs> in one hand, I'll have a glass of pink champagne. In the other hand, I'm going to have a chocolate-covered strawberry. Oh, yes. Yay! So that will be the day that there will be pink clouds in the sky. Yes. All over. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, but really and truly, Sarah and Esther, you guys are living the right way. You're living, you're, 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 we're living. Uh, Esther and I in our 80s, we have what we call is a zest for life. Yes. It's living. It's knowing that that is the best thing in the world, no matter what our circumstances. Yeah. We are alive. We're breathing. We're doing. I spent many, many of my years almost dead in my own life. I was kind of robotic. I was, you know, right there for my children, for my husband, for everyone else, being there for everyone else. I literally inside of myself, my, my light had switched off. I was no connection to my soul at that time. And it took me kind of eight years to come back uh, and to get rid of some past lifetimes that were blocking me, but also for me to look at myself, you know, as who is Sarah? What am I here to do? What's, my, what's the gift that I've been giving that I'm ignoring? And why do I have to apologize for this gift? Yeah. And don't worry about somebody else's judgment over it. Just be it. Just do it. And those that receive it will receive it. And those that don't want it won't take it. Exactly. Right? I, someone said to me, Pink, if we could bottle that energy, mm -hmm. you give others, we would all be millionaires. So yeah. Surrounding yourself with beauty, Pink. Yes. For shows, all these people. That's what I said. The White House has no music. They yeah. Used to Performances all the time. Yes, I know. All the Nothing. time showcase is over. I mean, but Pink, you are showing shows every Sunday. You're on with mm -hmm. people, with amazing talent, and giving them an opportunity as well to be on an inner thing, which is great, really. I love, I love, because I, I always say to people, as you know, that one line, it ain't over. Yeah. You, you, you're the one that makes the choice when it's over. I mean, the, yeah. the thing is, you sometimes have to redirect, you know, I can see that both of you are very still physically active. You know, you're very physically fit. Unfortunately, it's one of those gifts, not that I've been given, where I'm physically slowing down. So it was a question of, okay, physically, I can't do A, B, and C. Okay. But that doesn't hold me back from what I am here to do. And rather like you, Esther, it's, you know, writing the rhyme every day. You haven't been able to go out and do the things that you want to do, but that hasn't stopped you still being abundant and sharing and participating and doing every day, like I'm doing with the podcast, is that there, there may be a door closed on you that you can't do that. But it's always like, okay, that maybe that door's closed because your energy is meant to be on doing this. What is this? Put your energy behind that. The love, the passion, the conviction, the, the I want to get up in the morning and do this. That is what you're here to do. Pour it out, pour it out, pour it out. And don't look at that closed door. That closed door is an end of a chapter. Look at well, the door that's open right door. now. There's another door that opens. I yeah. always say that. 
That is right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, obstacles are just to climb over, right? You know? You have got the most beautiful, alive eyes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, as the pink lady there, I'm the blue lady. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I tell people, I tell people, we all have a color that we like. Yeah. It's not the color that does it. It's inside. Yeah. So if you bring that color that you like, blue, green, whatever it is, out, mm -hmm. that's going to make who you are. Yeah. It was a white pink. Well, that's the color I chose. I was lucky that as I got, shall we say, younger, uh, it's a great color on me. So it's, 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 and you read the story in the book how I became a. Yes. Yes. I thought it was really cool yeah. that, uh, that story of how you became the pink lady, an advertising ploy. And here it is, it stuck. So. And then I, took, I took that brand. And I put it into my personal life. Yeah. So that my grandkids and great grandkids call me Pink Grandma. Mm -hmm. um, nice. And, and the, my doctor, Pink Lady. Uh, my, my dentist, my, the mailman. I mean, it's become a brand that's both marketed in business as yes. well. Absolutely right. Yeah. I'm living the life I am. I, I think that's what people don't actually understand if you're looking at the business side of it and you both are still in business okay. is that we are the brand. I've done numerous business shows during COVID of pivoting, you know, of yeah. I can't do this. So what else can I do? Which direction can I go in? And the thing is, is that if you look upon yourself as you as your business, your personality, what your gift, who you are, what you're what you're here to do, and you're pivoting into something else, is that brand is is going to be you wherever you go. You know, it's not you right. can have different hats on in business. Oh yeah. Right? That's the thing that's different. But you should always be the same person in your personal life and in your business life. You're just wearing different hats for different situations. You yeah. shouldn't be a different person. No. No, I, I agree. I agree there. Uh, when I started to do my shows, uh, people looked at me and said, you're not hiring people under 60? I know. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of shows. Yes. The people that are 60 and over don't have. And they have to get out there because they still are vital and productive. Exactly. And that's, that's what we do. Yes. And, and many doors have been closed for them at that point. So opening up a door for them is, is giving them a reason you know, to get out and, and get out there. I went in Canada to a most incredible show. It was the Jerry Atoll Follies, I think that was. Do you know about them? Jerry Atoll Follies. No, I don't um, know them. In Toronto. I think that was the right name. And it was the type of show that you put on, Pink. Uh -huh. And it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I realized that those people are really living and enjoying what they were doing. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And that's why your shows are so enjoyable and so many people identify with it. Well, we had um, a tapper on a few months ago, Joe Gilmalva, who was in his prime, a Disney actor. Uh, he was in a uh, Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. I mean, tapping. I mean, he was phenomenal. About five years ago, okay, I said, I wanted him in a show. So I called him up. I said, Joe, I want you in my show. No, he's, I'm 65. You know, it's over, Pink. I'm going to just teach. <laughs> Next year, I called him. I said, Joe, I got another show. 
I want you in the show. Now I'm 66, you know, <laughs> I think you know, I've, I've had it. Finally, finally, he was 68, 69. And he said, all right, okay, I'll be in your show. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. I don't want, but if you think it, I can do it. I, can, I, I said, no, you can do it. Yes. He got in the show, got himself an agent again. Not only was teaching, because, you know, that's what he does, tapping, but he got three films, is now in another film, called me up the other day and said, it was like in tears, he think I was just thinking about you. You got me to know myself that I still can do it. Right. I will never forget you. Right. Can you take the artistry and the poetry and the creativity out of you, Esther? No. You were born to be a performer in whatever why, why way of performer people, that's there. Right. And why do people think? That's the other thing. Oh, I'm 60. I can't sing anymore. Why? Did it turn a button off? <laughs> it's like a voice. <laughs> you're not the talent. You're, you're just sick. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Worry that I worry that I'm running out of time to pursue all the things now that I've rediscovered. I mean, the poetry was something I did my whole life, but I never thought I was going to do prolific poetry right. like this. Um, but I'm a writer anyway, and I'm, an, I'm a journalist, I'm all kinds of stuff. But I'm also an artist, a painter, and I haven't done that for ages. Esther, so you'll be, you'll be, God bless you, you'll be 102. Yeah. And you still do it. Don't yeah. even think about running, that's the wrong thing. Do not think about running out of time. No, 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 no. You're, you've got all the time in the world, right? You know, it's, and as I said, I live with an 87-year-old who, who would still work if there was work right now, still drives way too fast. Um, my bed frame collapsed and I had to get a new bed frame. Instead of wasting the wood, uh, wood she sawed all the wood. <laughs> <laughs> for firewood and you know I was trying to stop her from doing something in the middle of the night once and I, I lost and I, she's five foot dot you know but she's stronger than I am and we're both obstinate I mean we both did a um a second Thanksgiving for friends here on the island last night and two of us in the kitchen cooking oh, different ways <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but she's just oh. so, you know, life is, as I said, she's reading a book. And, and it's like she's had an incredible life where she lost her twin sister at mm -hmm. six. Then she ended up with polio for four years and had oh, many wow. operations on her back. And, and then four days before her, uh, she was getting married. Her fiancé was killed. Oh. And, uh, oh. and during COVID, she's lost six friends and colleagues and her brother her brother to a heart attack so you know but yet she still goes on you know and when it comes to christmas she is like a five-year-old child again we have christmas for two months right? i want to come i want to come up i know the thing is as i look at the childlike joy that she has over things you know going to timmy's for tidbits and it's that joy is, is exuberating you know, it just reminds you of beautiful yeah. things in life, the small things that can be so big. Around the people who are doing it, right? I mean, and also another thing that one should do at an age, okay? And actually at any age, surround yourself yes. with positive people. Yes. Because if you don't, they will try to take you down. Okay. And I don't do that. I had a very dear friend who I loved, loved for maybe 40, 50 years, literally. 
lost her husband when I lost mine, about, about six months in between. And it was down, it was down. Every time I called her, it was, what do I do? And I'm alone. I said, stop, just stop. You're not alone. You have friends, you have children, you have family. Get yourself out of that. Yeah. Feeling sorry for yourself. It happens. Life happens. S-H-I-T happens. Absolutely. Get out of it. And yeah. finally, finally, she, to the point that I finally, when she called me one day and was down, it was like, eight, I said, you know, I don't want to name a name. I said, you know, my dear, I can't talk to you anymore. Right. Because you bring me down for that day and I don't want to lose a day. They steal your energy. They steal your energy. Piranhas. Literally. Yes. Literally. And but you've got to know when to leave it. And you know, sometimes the universe intervenes that way. I had a friend that was a best friend for 19 years. She was my kid's uh, godmother. She was at every event, every birthday, every Christmas, everything. She was there. And then um, I was going through a change in my life. And I said to everybody, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to be there for you. I'm going to have to be there for me. And, and she decided to dismiss me before I dismiss her. Yeah. And, and one of uh, uh, our other friends went along with her. And this, this one used to call me every week and go, oh, I'm going to jump off a bridge. And it'd be an hour and a half of counseling her. And then one day she you know, phoned me and she said, I'm going to jump off a bridge. And I said, which one? Which one? Uh, oh, well, well, what? And I said, well, tell me which one. Why? I said, well, make sure that we find your body. Oh, I said, well, clearly anything I'm saying to you is not working. I can't do anything. If you insist on jumping off the bridge, go ahead. I will make sure we find your body. Because <laughs> you have to draw the line somewhere, don't you? <laughs> it's unreal. There are so many. And yet, on the other hand, there are people like Esther and I who are... Up and I mean, I can remember one of my grandmothers at 59 in a house coat. That's in my mind. On we're cooking on the stove with her slippers. Old, old is yes, yes. Today, 59, 60. My God, you're a child, a child, and you got so much to, to live for. So I tell everyone. Get up, get out, and get that life that you that you richly deserve. Really, the amount of seniors that we have seen step up. You know, the guy in England. We had a guy here on Victoria Island, and somewhere somewhere else, in their late nineties, even the hundreds, doing laps, doing walking, raising money. You know, for various people, and then people being so inspired by them. And that's the thing is that yes, you know, it's it's how many people in their late nineties and even hundreds have got COVID and come out of it. And I think that's again, we talked about it earlier, orange Pico tea. <laughs> I think there's something in that tea that kind of keeps you guys going. Um, Sarah, do you remember us, um, all the Hanna-Barbera comedy uh, animated animals and people and stuff? There's a man that is a veteran, Jimmy Weldon. He's 97. Wonderful. And remember... Everything he says, he does a, an old glory with a flag. Mm -hmm. um, he is out there. I mean, now the COVID is, but before that, he was flying a plane till '93. Wow! He gave it up himself, gave up driving at '94. Takes Uber or Access. I mean, he's he's here and he's there and he's ever. There are more people like that than ever ever before. Prince Philip. Yeah. Prince Philip. He had had. Um, 
was it a hip replacement? And then he's at one of the children's weddings. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's and, and, and of course he had that car crash at 97 or something, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's again, we talked about this before. The youngest person I've ever interviewed was 10 and she'd written a book of 365 days of gratitude with a positive wow. attitude. Wow. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is that if we have an attitude of gratitude, then we're going to seize every day as a gift. Every day. We're going to understand what a gift it is every day. And treat it like what I said, like a present. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. The, the, the alternative is not what I want. Not now. I, I, I've, I've already been the living dead, you know, and, you know, and I call it the walking dead. Walking and I watched that show and people go, why do you watch it? And I said, the psychological thing of what yeah. people would do for survival. You know, it's not the zombies. So I think that we have so many walking dead in this world right now that are so switched off to life and that's why they're angry that's why they're fearful that's why they're hateful because they haven't ignited their hearts they've switched their hearts off you cannot be in a heart space no, in a no. loving heart space and go out there and spew that hate you can't be all esther knows it she survived mm -hmm. all the stuff being incarcerated six and years in a war camp but I survived my own survival thing. Right. Death of a husband when I was 25, which we could, I mean, we all survive things. Everybody has something. It's how you get out of it. Yes. How you have the courage inside, the conviction of who you are, that you can survive it and get out and have a life. With that's no apology. Oh, no, that's the key. You know, we're, we're always saying sorry, and why? You know, I'm sorry you're hurting. Yes, I, I really am sorry that you're hurting. But why must I apologize for being joyous? Right. And not only that, you've had your hurts. Yes. <laughs> we all have bottled that, right? right? You threw the bottle in the river. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't go for life. You can't go through life without facing some form of pain. But that pain strengthens us. Correct. There's an, there's an old story of a village in Russia. And everybody was in the town, the middle of the town, and everybody wanted to change their life. So the, the wizard said, if you throw your garbage, your life in the middle of the center of the town, you can pick another life. And suddenly everybody threw it. And then all of a sudden, someone said something about death and someone said something about this. And then everybody grabbed their own Bad. Bad. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. Mm -hmm. Old yeah. story, but a true story. Yeah. So you take what you have, use it, live it, love it before you leave it. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. you're both wonderful examples of that. You know, not only have you got joy in your heart, you, you don't have resentment. No, yeah. you could have. You could very much have resentment. Why, you know, why did your husband die so young? Why were you incarcerated at the age of, you know, of prisoner of camp? You know, why did you do this path? Why did you do that? And if we look at all our things and go, why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. Oh, that's the wrong choice. You know, we learn by our mistakes. Well, we learn by the things that happen to us. And it's like, okay, this has happened. What am I going to do about it? And you have both been examples of what, how do you, how do you turn this into roses? 
right yeah. how do you make yeah. the best out of this and um, for you Esther obviously it's in your music it's in your art it's in your writing this is how you express and you always express joy in everything that comes out of that and obviously Pink you and I are both this, the same we're, we're interviewers we're talkers we're you know motivators there each one of us has our own gift yeah. and the thing is step into it. Art art and use it I mean uh, Sarah what you're doing to help people out there see that there are people like themselves yes gone through a lot who are living the life I mean right. yes I'd like to be on a big island maybe with a Mai Tai in my hand and a book in the other, and maybe sit back for five minutes. <laughs> and that would bore the hell out of me. I could never do that. So, right. I mean, it, it's a joke in, in our household. Dove says to me, he said, do you ever stop? And honestly, I, maybe that's a fault. I don't stop. Right. I can be, I can be at this computer at, at, at 12 at, at night. Because I, to me, it's a joy to be up and doing something. You're going I'm to get the, on well with Lachelle. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same. I'm like from painful nights, filling every minute. Sometimes I wish I could just stand and stare. There's that thing. What is this life so full of care? We have no time to stand and stare. Right. And it's true because, I mean, look at the roses and you're wonderful. You go out in the morning and you look at your roses. I'm, I'm up there. Now, yeah. I, I, I do my, my exercises. I'll walk around my block a couple of times, which is fine for me. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm up. I'm up in the morning at 6.30. Uh, I'm doing, I'm getting ready for the shows uh, that are on every single, we did 90 shows last year. Wow. Um, Amazing. Yes. Uh, so now, now we're going to do some Zoom shows, Esther. So yeah. I'm left. Zoom Skype. I've been zooming now for a couple of years. An idea is born like this. Yes. I think that, uh, that Pink, I need to show you the scripts of shows that I wrote. Because yes. I write the show every year for Israel's Independence Day. Two-hour reviews, the whole thing. Well, well, what you can do is you um, um, scan it. It'll go on my computer. And yeah. I can do some of them. See, look, in their 80s, talking about scanning and I'm working on the computer, right? See? <laughs> and reels. Well, I've got all my shows on reel with all the voices and everything. Yeah, I love it. Well, you know, you know life is, I mean, here I am. And my, my son, when I first said I'm 88, my son goes, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? I know how my age. He goes, mom, you're in your 89th year. Damn, I took him out of the will immediately. <laughs> immediately. Anyway, but what I'm saying is, I feel that every day is so precious. Yes. Someone gave me, someone in that universe gave me another day. Wow. Why would I sit and do nothing? That's the Yeah, exactly. And why not use it? The best I, I, you, you're an exuberant, energetic person. And, and if, I think Esther and I are probably a little bit kind of extroverted, introverted. 
or introverted extroverted I'm very much an introvert I actually really do enjoy my own time I can sit here just listening to music while I'm working or go out in nature on my own I enjoy that um but people consider me to be the extrovert and I I, I relate very much with you Esther on that where pink you are an extrovert <laughs> I'm out there <laughs> My, 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 uh, she's, she's going to be nine, the great granddaughter, Mia. And she said to me the other day, because we were, you know, uh, FaceTiming. And she said, Pink Grandma, you know, you're always here. Where will you be when you're not here? And I said to her, in the pink. <laughs> in the pink, but I said to her, in your heart. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Pink heart. Yeah. <laughs> Every time she sees pink, she'll see you. Right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, it, but but to me, uh, pink is a color that I don't know. It's just it just lifts you up. It's you also it is also it, the color of love. Right, and people love it. Yeah. They don't wear it. I can walk in a room with five hundred people. Not one will have pink on. Yeah, I've got I mean, some pink on here today, but I'm true to me blue. <laughs> <laughs> Of pink as well, but I would never wear pink when I'm with you, Pink. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, I mean, Esther, I have to tell you, Sarah, Esther is a joy. Oh, yes. She's not I only know. a friend, but she's someone that I can. If I want to talk to somebody about something, I would call Esther. Yeah. She has, a way of, she has a way of uh, intuitively in the now, in the present, oh. of being able to oh, see something. Goodness. Oh my goodness, you're in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's really true. When she was on the show, her exuberance, her love of life, her music, playing the piano, uh, well, whatever she does, she does it in a way to help others. She's not pushing. Uh, no, She's no, not no. It, it's the soul and the heart resonance. You oh, both right. come from soul and heart. And that's the thing. Both of you are artists in your own different right. right. And, you know, each, I mean, where would be the platform for people like Esther if it wasn't for you, Pink? Right? You know? And that's, that's the point, is that we need the artists around us that will come and share and inspire others through your platform, through my platform, right? So again, it's knowing yourself. You said this right at the beginning, knowing who you are, why you are, what you are, what you need to do. When I tell people that I look in the mirror, I really do every morning. And I mean, with uh, getting ready and everything. But still, beside that, I look in the mirror and I go, you know what? You got another day, honey. Use it. Yeah. Use it's it. wonderful saying. Wonderful. And know thyself. But definitely to to use the day. What a wonderful. Um, but you use it all the time, Esther. Yeah. You you don't abuse it. Right. Use it. No. Yes. Some people abuse the day. By yes. doing nothing. And that, I just have no patience. I have no patience with people like that. I actually am um, put. I do my own show every week, Sarah's View of Life, and it's just my point of view. And this last week was, you know, your past, present, and future you. And uh, the, but I did one at the beginning of COVID is have a nothingness day. And that it's okay to have a day when nothing is on the agenda. Absolutely nothing. Just allow the day to unfold. If it means being lazy or if it means going out, just allow the day. Have a nothingness day. And I think we all need that now and again. I can't wait to do that. 
you have to do that. I wish I could. <laughs> well, mind you, my nothingness day is, you know, every seven days a week I'm at this, even though I try and take one day off. Uh, and the time I do take off is when I go and see my son and my kids. And all I'm doing is emails. I'm not doing anything else. But by the way, um, Sarah, uh, if anyone wants to see some past shows, I have over 100 shows on PinkLadyPresents.com. So mm -hmm. PinkLadyPresents.com. You can see, click on, you can see 100 shows. Yeah, they're all there in the archive. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Esther, you know, to obviously we're going to be looking at your poems now on Zoom. And of course, there will be a future book. And, and do you write them on LinkedIn and you write them on Facebook? How do people go to looking at your poems? What give you a... It's just write in my name, my full name, and it'll all come up because it's all on my page as well. Give your full name. Yeah, it's Esther, E-S-T-E-R, no H, Benjamin Schifrin, S-H-I-F-R-E-N. And your site, Esther, where they can find your art and your book and everything else? Exactly. They type that in anywhere. It'll all come up also in Google a lot. Right. A lot of stuff. Because I've written tons of rever um, of reviews for shows, theatre reviews for LA Splash magazine. In fact, I'm going to be doing one about Pink now. Excellent, oh, wonderful. I'm going to do a write up for her about that, and I'll put the link once you've got the link to the show. Yes, I put the link in there as well. Excellent, wonderful. I'll send it to you absolutely. And and so basically, it's the PickLadyPresents.com, and that will have everything on it there as well, right? Me, a lady called me the other day. She said, "You know, I love the link you gave me. I'm watching your shows, and on Sunday night, you know, when they're live on television, she said, but why do you tell little fibs?'" I said, "Excuse me, what are you talking about?" Well. You tell everyone you're you're 88. I said, yeah. Well, that's that. Is that just to get people to say, oh my goodness, look how she looks? I said, no, I'm 88. She <laughs> couldn't believe that I was the age I am. Yeah. Too. That too. That too. Because I'm going to be 83 next month. There you go. I'm yeah. going for 83. Yeah. But I mean, when people say that I look nice up. I'll tell a lie if I say that I don't like that. I love it. Of course. I love when they say I look yes. great. Yes. Yes. And my mother, because I've got great genes. I've, I inherited fantastic genes. I love that. Well, yeah. I tell people, I want to, at, at four years young, I got my attitude. And no one reigns in my parade. <laughs> I'm going to have that attitude from four to 104 with somebody's help. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it, the way you start your life off doesn't mean it's the way you're going to finish off. But one thing I do find is the characteristic you were as a child, that gift that for me was the intuitiveness. I've always been a seer and I've always been able to see other dimensions. Uh, as a child, didn't know much about it. Um, and then just basically through life of let it, let it out, let it be, because that's the gift that's meant to be. We we mature, we learn, we become, we, we teach, we inspire what we have learned. But if you think about it and you go back to your child, uh, childhood days, that stem, that present was already there, just waiting to grow. Uh, so it's, uh, you can discover different ways of doing things as you get older. But when you look back on it, it was always in you. 
it was always there waiting to blossom. Right, exactly. I always tell everyone that they have a gift and they say, oh, you're so talented. I wish I could do this or that or the other thing. And I say to them, everyone has a talent and people who have talents that they showcase, they need the audience, which is you. Yeah. Otherwise, they, you know, because everyone, you learn a piano piece, you want someone to hear it if, if they can. But the thing is that everyone has a talent. If it's kindness, it's a talent. Whatever you have, you have to yeah. use that. You know, whatever. Yeah. If you're a good listener, it's a talent. Oh, definitely. And it's, it's, if, you're, if you're on the other end, if you're a good storyteller. I mean, yes. it, it, it's all on the perception of who you are. But you've got to like yourself first. And how you interact and how you participate and I, how you, you know, how you um, really deliver yourself to other people. And find friends who nurture that talent yes. in and not like maybe you had a parent who kept saying, oh, you're always doing this or yeah. stop now. And that's enough already. You find people who say, wow, I love that that you do. Or well, that's great. That, that's where you get your, your, your encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, here's, here's, my, here's my thing. It ain't over. So I tell people, here it is. Get out. Get out and get a life for it ain't over till you. All right, say it's over. Exactly, <laughs> right here. I mean, the book is getting a bit of a blur on it, but there she is all the way through the book is her life story, our pictures of people that she's met, uh, the things that she's done, it's all in there. And right behind Esther is her book, uh, you know, of, of um, sorry, the, um, in caves. Sorry, I've gone blank. <laughs> Hiding in a cave of trunks. Right, exactly. And that's all about her whole experience as a child and growing up and everything else she's done. I've interviewed now Esther three times. So you all you have to do is just go to selfdiscoverymedia.com and put in Esther Schifrin and all of her shows will come up with me. You go in and put Pink Lady and uh, both of her shows will come up there. And, you know, it's you guys are our exuberant inspiration and a reason why to keep living. And it's, it's just that I'm hoping, I know I'm not hoping, I am going to be in my 80s just exuberant as you do. I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I can see and hear and push the buttons. <laughs> right? And when you love something so much, you, you know, I can feel dead to the world and really not feel very well and I get behind you know the camera so to speak and the microphone and I get somebody inspiring in front of me and my whole energy shifts oh, yeah. it completely shifts I'm in purpose I'm being inspired we're inviting other people to be inspired yeah. and it is just a place that I really find such joy we need to find our joy yeah. right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. find your bliss yes yeah. So closing out, ladies, words of wisdom. Esther, what would you like to share with people about being exuberant at any age and, you know, how to keep living every day? Find something that you're passionate about and enjoy it and share it. And that's how you actually will find real happiness. And you just remember that even though all the doors seem to be closed, there's always one door that's open. And that's the door you need to see. Don't look at the doors that are closed. Look at the one that's open and take it. And nurture your relationships with your close friends and family. Mm -hmm. 
It's so important, especially now today. Yes, exactly. Pink? I say, I say a couple of things. I say, choose to love who you are, okay? And feel the excitement of transmitting that energy to others. Because life is a journey. Like I said before, grab hold of it. I mean, grab it. And open your heart and your mind and live it and love it before you leave it. So get up, get out, and get that life that you so richly deserve because it ain't over. God, it ain't over till I say it is. Yes. You, want, you want to go out looking back at your life in those last moments and say, you know what? I gave it my all. My all. Yes. Right? I I've left my mark. That's it. I gave it my best shot. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And I will say this. And time for me, you never know it, going into the 89th year. I say, I've lived my life. I've made my mistakes. I've made my, my uh, how do I say it? I've made my reprimands in my life. I reinvented myself. I've lived my life. I have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And you want to know something? No matter when it is, when that yeah. little sign's going to come, there's no regret. That's the point. Live basically when you're crossing over you're leaving this body and your spirit is going over and it's joining that beautiful collective orchestra we want to go with no regrets we want to go knowing that we gave it our all that we became true to ourselves to our gift to our meaningful purpose and that we left everything out there on the table and that there is no in a future life past life to deal with any shoot Right. That, you know, we cleaned it up in this lifetime and the next lifetime's energy is going to be that exuberant energy of which you exit with. And I'm coming back as someone five, five <laughs> who can sing and dance. That's my next thing. <laughs> so so, so with, with our, there'll be something pink because that's the way we do it. But yes. my point is that if you have an attitude now, of living your life to the to the utmost, literally to the utmost, you'll find it a joy. Yeah. You just will. Yeah. You just will. And so. it's, you know, like with Esther with your poems every day. You say like, you know, they keep pouring out of you. You know, it's just like, you know, you can't keep the cap on it. You know, the cream keeps rising up. And they're so poignant. They're so to what is going on. They're so relative to how we feel. But you never leave people on a downer. You may talk about feeling down, but you always leave people on an up. I hope so. Thank you so much. I hope so. Well, that's good to know. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Been written yet, but it will be within the hour. I'm right, sure. right, right. And you know, it's it's how we participate in our own lives, how we participate in the lives of others. Understand, you are enough. You've got plenty to give. Just be willing to share your exuberance of life. Find that joy. Spend that joy. Those that are ready to receive it will. Those that aren't won't. And that's not your responsibility, right? That's right. You're playing for the people who will tune in. And those that tune in, they're going to lose out, right? Sarah, thank you so much for, for having me. And I know Esther's going to feel the same way on your, your program today because we hope and pray that when people listen and watch it, that they will gain something that, you know what? 
That's a good point. I, you know what? I can write like her. You know, I do play a little piano. Maybe I'll just start to do it again. Yeah. Hopefully we will get some of these people who have given up. Yeah. A chance to get back into what I call life's journey. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. That has been absolutely wonderful. Oh. And I couldn't find a, a better person to be on a show with you than Pink. Oh, well, I really? knew I had to have you two ladies on. <laughs> As I said, I've been talking about it to everyone. You're just such an example of, of the exuberance of life and that it, it isn't over until it's over. That we still count right to that very last moment. Don't give up. Don't sit complacently by. There is always something you can do. You may be too old to go skydiving or take up Olympic swimming. Okay. But what other gift do you have that you can do right to the very end that has no age barrier at all? Right. Perfect. Thank you. Get up and live. The message of the day, get up and live, participate in your own life, participate in others' lives, be exuberant, share, 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 and just enjoy the beauty of life because there's so much to enjoy, right? Thank you, my darlings. You are beautiful ladies. You are a wonderful inspiration. And I thank you so much for being here today. Until next time, folks, remember, your life is up to you. Get up and live it. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.